Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever part of the planet you're on. Welcome to Atlanta Discuss. I'm still your host, your moderator. My name remains Ade Balogun. Doesn't matter what you call me. So today we have another very interesting topic because at Atlanta Discuss, we're not restricted to politics. We're not restricted to religious issues like we always say. Now we're talking about sports. We're talking about Manchester United. They just employed a new coach. That's the man, Eric Ten Hag. We want to find out Eric Ten Hag, revolution or normal for Manchester United. That's the topic. Is it going to be a revolution for them or is it just going to be back to normal because the club has been on a downward spiral for a while. So we want to look at it empirically. So the way I'm going to do it is going to be a two-part series. We can't complete everything on you in just 30 minutes. So part one is going to, we're going to look at the history of the club. The history of the club was divided into three, pre-Sir Alex Ferguson era. We're going to look at during the Sir Alex Ferguson era. And we're going to look at post the Alex Ferguson era. That's what we're doing in part one. Part two, we're going to look at the Glazers, the owners of the club. We're going to look at the management structure, the global brand sponsorship, the entire scouting system management structure, and what Eric Ten Hag is bringing for the club. Will it be a revolution or normal? But as you all know, at Atlanta Discourse, we embrace all facets of humanity to disseminate positive news in a world filled with a lot of very bad news. We give a voice to the unheard always. We try and balance the information equation, not just trying, we make sure we balance it. We search and discuss the facts wherever it leads. We combine the best of the human race to get the best out of mankind. We serve always as a bridge between the developing and the developed world. We embrace business, arts, sports, politics, IT, health, history and faith-based issues. We never shy away from the fact. And that's Atlanta discussed, just the facts, facts, facts. But we do know that Manchester United has one of the largest, if not the largest fan base in the world. So let's look at the, 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 the club, Manchester United Football Club, commonly referred to as Manchester United by supporters all over the world, you know. So it's a professional football club based in Old Trafford area of Manchester in England. The club competes, in the, uh, competes always in the Premier League, which we're all aware, the top division in the English uh, system. You know, so they also nicknamed the Red Devils. We all also know that for those are fans of the club. It was founded as with the name Newton Health L Y R Football Club in 1878, but changed its name to Manchester United in 1902. The club moved from Newton A It, that's it, that's H E A T H, not Health, to its current stadium, that's at Old Trafford in 1910. Manchester United have won a record 20 league titles, 12 FA Cups, 5 League Cups, and a record 21 Community Shield. So clearly they are at the top level of the English system. They have won the European Cup, the UEFA Champions League three times, and the UEFA Europa League, the UEFA Cup Winners Cup, the UEFA Super Cup, the Intercontinental Cup, and the FIFA World Club Cup once each. In 1968, under the management of uh, Matt Samad Bosby, 10 years after eight of the club players were killed in the popular Minicare disaster, they became the first English club to win the European Cup. Alex Ferguson is the club longest serving and the most successful manager in history, winning 38 trophies in all, including 13 league titles, 5 FA Cups, 2 UEFA Cup league titles, and uh, in 1986 and 2013, 
he won the UEFA League title for for Manchester United. So in 1998-1999 season, under the same Sir Alex Ferguson, the club became the first in the history of English football to achieve the European treble of the Premier League. No English team has ever won that treble. You know, a lot of English teams have won the Champions League, but none has won that. So FA Cup, UEFA League, and uh, I mean, if you win the FA Cup, you win the league and UEFA without a treble. So in winning the UEFA Europa League under Joseph Mourinho in 2016-17, they became one of the five clubs to have won the original three main UEFA club competition. That's the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Cup Winners Cup. So mind you, it's at the top echelon of it, but things are not going too well right now. So that's why we're doing this podcast for them because a lot of fans out there, it is due to popular requests. So we're talking about the history in this two-part series. So Manchester United is one of the most widely supported clubs in the world and has rivalries with Liverpool, Manchester City, that's a recent rivalry, but they're very powerful too. Arsenal, Leeds United, Manchester United, Leeds has a lot of history for those of you that are really followed English football, don't know, just like Newcastle too, they have very strong fan base, but most people don't know that. So, but we're looking at history in perspective and we're looking at it empirically, so the facts matter. Manchester United was the highest earning football club in the world for 2016-2017 season with an annual revenue of 676.3 million and the world third most valuable club in 2019 valued at 3.15 billion that's uh, 3.81 billion in dollars when you convert it after being floated on the London Stock Exchange in 1991, the club was taken private in 2005 after a purchase by the American businessman man, uh, Malcolm Glazer with his brothers, you know, so they did it together, but he's at the forefront of it. So the acquisition was valued at almost 800 million at that time, of which over 500 million was borrowed money, which today is a debt for the club. It's part of what the fans are complaining about. Those are things we're going to look at in the second part. So right now, I'm still looking at club history. So from 2012, some shares of the club were listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Although the Glazers still retained uh, ownership, overall ownership and control of the club, but some of the shares were listed. So in the early years, we're looking 1878 to 1945, Manchester United was formed in 1878 as Newton Hilt, as we said earlier on, uh, by the carriage and wagon department of the Lancashire, Yorkshire Railway Depot at New Heath. The team initially played games against other departments and railway companies, but on the 20th November 1880, they com- in the very first recorded match wearing the colors of the railway company that's green and gold that's why you see we have a lot of muffler in green and gold they were defeated 6-0 by Bolton Wanderers reserve team by 1888 the club had become a founding member of the combination as a, a regional football league so following the league dissolution after only one season Newton Eats that's my use name then as I mentioned joined the newly formed Football Alliance, which ran for three seasons before being merged with the Football League. This resulted in the club starting the 1892-93 season with the first division, by which time it had become independent of the railway company and dropped the LYR name added to Newton It. So at this stage, it was just Newton It. So after two seasons, the club was relegated to the second division. In January 1902, with depths of £2,670, that's the equivalent of uh, £310,000 in 2022 in day conversion. The club was served with winding up order. Captain Harry Stafford found four local businessmen, including John Henry Davis, who became club president, each willing to invest £500 
at that time a return for a direct interest in running of the club who subsequently changed the name so on the 24th of april 1902 manchester united was officially born under ns magnal who assumed managerial duties in 1903 the team finished as a second division runners up in 1906 secured promotion to the first division which they won in 1908, the club first league title, 1908, I'm sure a lot of you don't know that, but now you know. The following uh, season began with victory in their first ever charity shield, ended with the club first FA Cup title. Manchester United won the first division for the first time in 1911, but it, at the end of the following season, McNally left the club to join Manchester City. So in 1922, three years after the resumption, of uh, following the first world war because the first world during the first world war there was no football activity so uh football came back so in 1923 three years after the football following the first world war the club was relegated to the second division again where it remained until gaining promotion in 1925 relegated again in 1931 manchester united became a yo-yo club up and down relegate go up promote go down you know achieving all-time lowest position of 20th position in the second division in 1934 following the death of principal benefactor mr john Henry davis in uh, october 1927 the club finances deteriorated to the extent that manchester united would likely have become bankrupt he actually went bankrupt but you know if not for mr james gibson who in 1931 invested two thousand pounds again and assumed control of, of the club came by the two thousand pounds well when you combat it now that's quite a bit but nothing strategic so in 1938 39 season the last year of football before the second world war the club finished 14th in the first division so in the Bosby years, we all know uh, Sam Mats Bosby, one of the most popular coaches in the history of the club. In October 1945, Bosby years basically was 1945 to 69. So in October 1945, the impending resumption of football after the war led to the managerial appointment of Matt Bosby, who demanded an unprecedented level of control over team selection, player transfer, and training session which brought a lot of decorum discipline and organization to the club so no more yo-yo you know so Bosby led the team to a second place league finish you can see the improvement finishes in 1947 1948 1949 so Mayu was second position for three seasons consecutively and to have a victory in 1948 so in 1952 the club won the first division you can see the the, the dividend of the Bosby year. So in 1952, the club won the first division, its first league title for 41 years, then won back to back league titles in 56 and 57. The squad, who had an average age of 22, were nicknamed the Bosby Bay by the media. A testament to Bosby's faith in the youth and player. So in 1957, Manchester United became the first English team to compete in the European Cup, despite objection from the Football League, who had denied Chelsea the same opportunity the previous session, you know, en route to semi-final. They lost to Real Madrid. The team recorded a 10-0 victory over Belgian champion Anderlecht, and that the very well-known popular Anderlecht Cup, which remains the club's biggest victory in history. So, now, the following season, on their way home from European quarter-final against Resta Belgrade, the aircraft carrying the players, United players, officials and journalists crashed very sad you know i mean the officials and journalists crash while attempting to take off after refueling in munich in germany the munich air uh, disaster of 6 february 1958 
claimed 28 lives. So, including those of eight players, Geoff Byrne, Roger, uh, Roger Byrne, Eddie Coran, Duncan Edward, Matt Jones, David Peleg, Tommy Taylor, and Billy Willard. So, the rest is history. It's a very important landmark in the history of the club. Assistant manager Jimmy Murphy took over as manager while Bosby recovered from his injuries, and the club makeshift side reached the FA Cup final, which they lost to Bolton Wanderers same year. So, in recognition of the team's tragedy, uh, UEFA invited the club to compete in the 1950-59 European Cup alongside the eventual league champion, the Volt Wolverhampton Wanderers. Despite approval from the Football Association, the Football League determined that the club should not enter competition since it had not qualified. Bosby rebuilt the trim from the scratch through the 60s by signing players such as Dennis Law and Pat Creran, who combined with the best uh, of the team at that time and the next generation of youth players, including George Best, to win the FA Cup in 1963. The following season, they finished second in the league and, you know, the rest in history. Man, you did so well under Bosby. So in 1968-69, to 69, you know, Following the eight year, eight place finish in the 69 70 session, a poor start to the 70 71 season, Bosley was persuaded to temporarily resume managerial duties and McGuinness returned to his position. So eventually, Dave Sexton replaced Duarte as manager in the, season, in the summer of 1970. Despite major signing, including Joe Jordan, Joe McKinsey, and Gay Mali and Ray Wilkins, the team failed to win any trophies. So there's a lull in the activities then, you know. They finished second in 79-80 season and lost to Arsenal in the 1978 FA Cup final. So eventually that manager was replaced by Ron Atkinson, who immediately broke the English record transfer uh, to sign Brian Robson from his club, West Bromwich Album. Album. So under Atkinson, Manchester United. Uh, won the FA Cup in 83 and 85, beat rivals Liverpool to win the 1983 charity chill. So, they've been, you can see, they started badly, but under the Busby year, there were a lot of improvement, improvement and uh, the mini disaster slowed them down, but they, they, they rekindled their effort, quadruplicated, quadruplicated it, and you can see. So, the Ferguson year, which is, you know, those are the most historical part of it. Ferguson was coached from 1986 to 2013. Alex Ferguson and his assistant, Archie Knox, arrived from Aberdeen on the day of Atkinson's dismissal and guided the club to an 11th place finish in the league. You know, despite the second place finish in the 87 and 88 season, the club was back in the 11th place the following season. So, reportedly on the verge of being dismissed, Ferguson's job was saved by victory over Crystal Palace in the 1990 FA Cup final. So, even though Ferguson was there for a long time, he didn't start too well. He had his own topsy turvy issue. So, the following season, Manchester United claimed their first UEFA Cup uh, title. That triumph allowed the club to compete in the European Super Cup for the very first time, where United beat the European Cup holder Resta Belgrade 1-0 at Old Trafford. I'm sure those of you that are old enough will remember that. These things are historical anyway. It's, it's in the archive if you read it. So, well, just for us to know about the club. We're still on Eric Ten Hag, Revolution or Normal for So we're talking, it's a two-part series. So we're looking at the history of the club. We look at pre-SAF. We're, we're now talking about during the SAF era now. So 
Now, after that victory, you know, the, the club appeared in two consecutive League Cup finals in 1991 and 92, beating Nottingham Forest 1-0 in the second to claim the competition for the very first time. So in 93, the club won the first league title since 1967. And a year later, for the first time since 1957, he won the second consecutive title alongside the FA Cup to come the first double in the club history. United then became the first English club to do the double twice when they won both competitions again in 1995-96 season before retaining the league title once more in 1996-97 with a game to still spare. So in the 1998-99 season, Manchester United became the first team to win the Premier League, FA Cup and UEFA Champions League Cup. The treble in that same season, losing 1-0, going into injury time, in the 1998 UEFA uh, Champions League final, Teddy Sheriam and former manager Oli Gunnar Sokshai scored late goals to claim dramatic victory over Bayern Munich. Very historic I can remember that day just like yesterday. In what is considered one of the greatest comebacks of all time, that summer, Ferguson received a knighthood for his services to football. I mean, the English will always say he scored, but man, that was, that was, that was a human's job. Now, Nobody else has gotten it in England. You know, a lot of Chelsea, Liverpool, have all won Champions League, but nobody has still done the treble. Treble remains winning the Premiership, the FA Cup, and the Champions League. So in November 1999, the club became the only British team to ever win the Intercontinental Club. You know, with the 1-0 victory over the strong 1999 Copa Libertadores winner, that's Palmeiras in Tokyo, Japan. You know, Palmeiras is a Brazilian club. So now. Red Devils counted on an unexpected goalkeeper Phil, you know, to feature in the that's the 2002 FIFA World Club winner. That's Marcos because there was a goal was disallowed so by Alex to win the game. So that's the pure goalkeeper error on the part of the Red Devils. But I would say that they, they they still have a lot to show for their for their mistake. Manchester United won the league again in 1999, 2000, 2000, and 2001 season, becoming only the fourth club to win the English title three times in a row. The team finished third in the 2001-2002 season before regaining the title in 2002-2003 season. They won the 2003-2004 FA Cup, beating Millwall 3-0 in the final at the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff to leave the cup for the 11th time. In the 2005-2006 season, Manchester United failed to qualify for the knockout stages of the FA Champions League for the first time in over a decade, but recovered to secure a second-place league finish and a victory over Wigan Athletic in the 2006 Football League Cup final. The club regained Premier League title in 2006-2007 season before completing the European double in 2007-2006 season with a 6-5 penalty shootout victory over Chelsea in the 2008 UEFA Champions League final in Moscow to go with their 17th English league title. Yeah, Ryan Giggs made a record of 758 appearances for the club in that game, overtaking previous record holder Bobby Charlton, who was a survivor of the Munich Air disaster and still alive, still a director on the club, one of our heroes. Of the club, you know. So in December 2008, the club became the first British team to win the FIFA World Club Cup and followed this with the 2008 2009 Football League Cup and its third successive Premier League title. So that summer, uh, forward Cristiano Ronaldo, the popular Cristiano Ronaldo, was sold to Real Madrid for a record £80 million. So in 2010, Manchester United defeated Aston Villa 2 1 at Wembley to retain the League Cup, his first successful defense of a knockout competition. So after finishing runners up to Chelsea in 2008 2010 season, 
United achieved a record 19 league title in 2010-2011 season. You know, securing the championship with a 1-1 away draw against Blackburn Rovers. That is in uh, May for uh, 14th of May 2011. This was extended by 20 league titles in 2013. 2012-2013 season, securing the championship with a 3-0 victory over Aston Villa on 22nd of April 2010. So those are majorly the, the summary of what happened during the South era. So quickly, the final phase of the first part series is we're looking at post-South era. So on 8th May 2013, Ferguson announced that he was to retire as manager at the end of the season but will remain at the club as a director and club ambassador. He retired and the most secreted man in football history. The club announced the next day the Everton manager David Moyes will replace him. Uh, having signed a six-year contract, Rangik took over as interim player manager, you know, 10 months later, you know, when Moyes was sacked after a very, very poor season and, uh, you know, it was probably clearly a bad replacement, you know, so meaning that it was the first time Manchester United had not qualified for European season, one of the reasons, I mean, he, you, you can't employ the sixth best coach because everything that was managing them was sixth position. You don't bring the sixth best coach to coach the best, the number one team. So that was a blunder, you know. One of the post-SAF era blunders. SAF, Sir Alex is SAF, you all nominated him. So eventually, uh, Malcolm Grazer, the patriarch of the family that owns the club, died. That was in 28th May 2014, just after the, the sack of this uh, Moyes or what have you. Eventually, Van Gaal was brought in, United won the 12th FA Cup, but a disappointing slump in the middle of the second season led to the rumors of the board sounding out potential replacement. Van Gaal was ultimately sacked just two days after the Cup final victory with United, having finished fifth in the league. So, former Porto, Chelsea, Inter, Milan, and Real Madrid manager Jose Mourinho was appointed in his place on the 27 May 2016. Mourinho signed a three-year contract and in his first season won the FA Community Shield, the EFL Cup, the UEFA Europa League. So when Rooney scored his 250 goal for United during this period, the stopping time equalizer in a league game against Stoke City in 2017, surpassing Sir Bobby Charlton as the club all-time scorer. So the following season, United finished second in the league, a, a, an achievement Jose Mourinho called his best and his most his most his biggest achievement in football very laughable but the, i mean with benefit of hindsight and history he might be right because at that time he was playing uh he was playing the likes of damien you know uh phil jones and co in defense and you know even won the europa league so now uh like i said united finished second in the league their highest uh their highest league placing since 2013 but they're still 19 points behind Manchester City at, for that second position. So Mario also guided the club to a 19 FA Cup final, but they lost 1-0 to Chelsea on November 18, 2018, which united in sixth place in the Premier League title, 19 points behind Liverpool, 11 points outside the Champions League place. Mario was sacked after 144 games in charge. The following day, former United striker Oligona Soksha was appointed as caretaker manager until the end of the season. On May, or I think it was March rather, on March, 28 March 2019, after winning 14 of his first 19 games in charge, Soksha was appointed permanent manager on a three-year deal. So on 18th of uh, April 2021, Manchester United announced they were joining 11 other European clubs as founding members of the European Super League, a proposed 20-team 
competition intended to rival UEFA Champions League. So the announcement drew a significant backlash from the supporters, the media, club members, partners, sponsors, players, even the UK government were not very, very happy with it, forcing the club to withdraw just two days later. The failure of the project led to the resignation of Executive Vice Chairman Ed Woodward, which in my opinion is good riddance to rubbish. He was, it might be good with money, but he, he doesn't know anything about football administration. So he's on with the club right now. And we can see very good traction with his absence. You know, at least there seems to be some level of organization. It's going to take a while, but that's that. Anyway, those are things we we'll talk about in part two and Woodward management, Glazers and all that. So while resultant protest against Woodward and the Glazers led to a pitch invasion ahead of a league game against Liverpool, on 2nd May 2021, which was the first postponement of the Premier League game due to supporters' protests in the competition history, you know, bad, bad performance and what have you. So, on the pitch, United equaled their own record for the biggest win in Premier League history with a 9-0 win over Southampton on 2nd February 2021, but ended the season with defeat on penalty in the FIA Europa League final against Villarreal. So going for straight season without a trophy, Ole Gunnar didn't win. Posaf, it was the only manager that didn't win anything. So on 20th November 2021, Sochal ref left his role as manager. Former midfielder Mike, uh, Mike Akari took charge for the next three games. So before the appointment of Ralph Ragnick as interim manager until the end of season. So on April 21st, 2022, Eric Hag was appointed as a manager from the end of 2021 season. So today, Eric Ten Hag, you know, is the manager signing a contract in 2025 with the option of extending for a further year. So on 23rd May 2022, Michelle Van der Gag and Steve McLaren, an ex United manager himself, was appointed as assistant coach. So that is pre-SAF, during-SAF, and post-SAF, you know. So that's that's basically what we're doing in the first part series. So, but there are facts to look at also as my United, my United have broken record in so many areas. So let me quickly look at 10 facts about my United. Every fan or everybody out there should know, you know. So because our love for my United is immeasurable. I'm a my United fan, you know, so I'm sure you know that already. So just like us, you are fans of Red Devil, which is the best thing common between us. So, but do you know some of these facts? Let's share, yeah. A lost dog saved the club once. Yeah, Manchester United was founded in 1878. I said that, uh, and it was named Newton Heat, blah, blah, blah. So it was on the verge of disappearing due to his economic crisis, but club captain Ari Stafford decided to start working his dog to raise money until the club, until the dog went missing one day. After a desperate start, search for the dog, Stafford finally found the dog in a pub. A few years later, Stafford convinced the wealthy pub owner to invest in his team. That's how Newton Heat was saved and Manchester United came to be. So that's one that's one thing about the club you have to know. Dominance in the Premier League. No one has won more Premier League title than Manchester United. Red Devil have won 13 times out of 28 season played so far. But Manchester United also leads the tournament historical tables in terms of most win, most goals and most points. Only English number three, only English club to win the treble. You know that Manchester United was the first English club to win the European Championship in 1968. In 1999, they became the first English club to win a treble. They earned the Premier League Championship, FA Cup, and Champions League. Number four, one tenth of the world is a Man United fan. So in 2011, Manchester United carried out a worldwide survey with a market research company 
thousands of surveys later, they declared United has over 650 million fans in the world. Confirmed, that's a fact. This means around one out of every 10 football fan in the world is a Manchester United fan. Another one, club nickname used to be the Heat, the Heatens, as they were originally Newton Heat. So, and originally used to play on Sunday. So, Mas Bosby decided, Mas Coach Sir Mas Bosby decided that she should be called the Red Devils, a nickname given to a brilliant rugby team from the University of Salford during the 1932 France. Bosby thought the nickname meant the same and. It matched their shirt, so the rest is history. Breaking records, Manchester United broke the transfer record in English football 10 times with uh, Sebastian Verón, JJ Maria, Brian uh, Robson, just to name a few, you know. So another one, popular players that could have been part of the club. Some incredible players have won United Red Jerseys in their 142 years of existence, but the list of those that almost signed that did that then did it is remarkable. In 2003, they agreed to, to terms with Ronaldinho, the Brazilian, but PSG had negotiated with Barcelona already. AJ Robin almost got in, Gareth Bale, Alan Shearer, were also some of the players from a transfer that almost fell through. Another good one, this is the most important uh, group of homegrown players in English football. David Beckham, Gary Neville, Phil Neville, Paul Skoll, Ryan Giggs, and many others have you know, played a combined 3,050 football matches for United. In addition, they won every single tournament they played in at least one. So, attack on Old Trafford in World War II. The Theater of Dreams, as then being, uh, as is, uh, our stadium is being called, uh, as a Manchester United home since 1910. But during the 40s, Old Trafford suffered the rot of German hair bombing. The damage to the stadium during the, war, the Second World War was so severe that from 1941 to 49, United had to play in the Manchester City Stadium. So finally, number 10, Fergie time is real. When Silas Ferguson was the manager, matches will seemingly be played until United score. The Fergie time was injury time when Manchester United will find the game-winning goal, you know. So the United and, and the numbers confirmed that United scored 81 goals in Fergie time. The matches were literally played until United scored and no Fergie time was more important than when Teddy Sheriff scored in the last minute of the Champions League. So that's it. That's part one of Eric Ten Hag, Revolution of Back to Normal for Man U. That's going to be a wrap. Uh, so we're going to get ready for the second edition. We're going to look at the Glazers management, global brand sponsorship, etc. etc. So that's it for our listeners. Hope you have a good time. Look forward to part two. Have a fantastic weekend ahead. Bye. God bless you all.